Hey all you guys and ghouls, it's your ghostess with the mostest, Amber Brooke here. And I just want to tell you a little about Terror Tuesday. Well, Terror Tuesday is an Instagram live show where I talk about horror, conspiracy theories, serial killers, supernatural stuff, and so much more. And I discuss it with some super special horror-loving guests. So if you like blood, gore, spooky scary stuff with a hint of comedy, Terror Tuesday is for you. You can tune in on my channel, Amber.Brook32, to catch one. Tune in or else. <laughs> Relax. I can't see, but it's just ketchup. Nope, that's blood. Today's podcast is brought to you by Copper John's Beard Company. Copper John's is committed to taking you on a journey to create your perfect beard through their quality ingredients and scents. Their specially formulated oil and butter will make you and your beard look healthy, manly, and wise. Side note, Copper John's is the only beard product company that uses Inland Sea Minerals. Google it. Inland Sea Minerals. So... Head over to copperjohnsbeard.com and use promo code DELUXE10 at checkout to save 10% off of your entire order. That's copperjohnsbeard.com and use code DELUXE10 at checkout. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, L. Ray Sexton. What's going on, Casey? Not too much, buddy. How are you? I'm about ready to go out on my balcony and start fist fighting people. <laughs> Why? Because we just had the most amazing chat with a bare-knuckle brawler. Yeah, the originator of the bare-knuckle fighting. Well... No, not the originator. We can't say that because bare knuckle boxing goes back to the beginning of the time. But we just spoke with the inventor of the mighty Trigon, Dada 5000. And yeah, he, man, talk about a hype man and promoter. Oh, he knows oh, how to get you fired up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm this about to go pick a fight one. with my neighbor. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. That's what Dada did originally. He got people off of the streets, fighting them in the backyard and in 
somewhat legal ways, not quite legal, but it's better than fighting in the street against people that don't want to be fought. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, this was, this was an awesome episode. Uh, Definitely go check out BYB Extreme. I'll put all the links in the uh, description of the notes, but you can find all of their previous fights on YouTube, on their YouTube channel uh, after it's after it airs, uh, after their pay-per-view airs. I don't even know if it's a paper. I don't, I'm not sure if the BN, because it's on the BN network, I don't think that it's anything you have to pay for. I think it's just you have to find mm. it, be able to, to get it, and then uh, you'll be able to watch it. But either way, it's free on their YouTube a couple days later. Uh, so check them out, and we'll do the quick house cleaning, as I like to call it, and then we'll get into the show. We are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find all of the other great shows on the network over at DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. And the podcasts of the month this month are Terror Tuesday and The Graveyard Club. Terror Tuesday is an Instagram live show every Tuesday with our friend Amber. And The Graveyard Club is a horror show. They talk about a lot of vintage classic old horror movies from over in Ireland. So check them out. Ray handles all of the Instagram posting over at deluxe edition pod. Check that out. You can find all of our previous shows over at deluxe edition dot show. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreoncom slash deluxe edition pod. Or if you'd like to buy a t-shirt, a hoodie, or some other things, go to whatamaneuver.net slash collection slash deluxe edition. Ray, how about you? You can head over to the 10 Cent Beer Night podcast on Public, and you could buy random strangers gifts to brighten up their day. Because everybody needs to be brightened up this time of the year. And what's a better way to say, hey, how you doing, than to buy someone a hoodie? Or one of them baby outfit things for their kid, onesies, or a bag for their laptop. Because I got all that crap over there for sale. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff over there. Go check it out. It's good stuff, too. And uh, definitely buy some of our uh, the beard products, Copper John's. That's how, this, that's how this beard gets so nice looking every week. The links to all this stuff will be in the description. Am I missing anything, Ray? Nope, I think it's it's time to get into this one. All right, here is our chat with Dada Five Thousand. Dada, <laughs> hey, how's it going, gentlemen? How are, Dude, you, how are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm blessed. I cannot complain. Thanks for asking. <laughs> how about yourselves? Good man. Nice shirt. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, um, tomorrow Monday we can put your sizes inside the mail. Just send them to <laughs> me. I get over the mic and we get them out. Oh, awesome, man! Oh, is that for the? That's for the? Is that for the next show? No, this right here was um, this right here was uh twenty. So now we're going on twenty two. This was one before. Oh, the last. Okay. Yeah, this right. was well, what we did. Brook Pines twenty one was last month out in uh, Mississippi. Okay, right, right, right. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the shows. Let's promote the next uh, two shows right away in the beginning here. The next one's coming up in uh, South Carolina, right? Rock Hill, South Carolina. 
you know, and uh, it's going to be on October the 21st, you know, at the Rock Hill Sports and Event Center, you know, and uh, we've been there a couple times. We've leveled the city every time we've came out, and um, we left a trail of anticipation in our wakes, and um, this time is going to be no different. We're just going to do it on a bigger scale. The Mighty Trigon is a one-of-one, totally different from the Octagon, which MMA fighters use, or the the Square Circle, which wrestlers and boxers use. You know, we came up, you know, I really believe, you know, that creative minds never take a day off. You know, so we did what we did in the backyard. You know, we took the boxing ring. We shrunk it down to 12 by 12. It was to promote confrontation. But on this next level, you know, we said, hey, listen, we want to forever change the game. And that's that's what we're doing. We have a 98% KO slash TKO rate with that thing. And the people are loving it. It's starting to sweep the nation. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I I was actually at that Pembroke Pines uh outside of Miami that one and that, that was the first time I got to see you guys live um that the, the trigon let's talk about the trigon so you came up with that right yes if you guys see the haircut right yeah okay so these are upside down triangles this is how long I've been fascinated with astrology numerology you know bringing stuff from here to here that most people would never even think about connecting. You know, they say some of the craziest people have shaped some of the greatest inventions that we utilize today. They said that, you know, Oprah Winfrey was crazy, Michael Jordan, the Beatles, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, and in a minute you got to put Donna 5000 and BYB Extreme name inside that same genre because a lot of folks, they are content, you know, with traditional, with basic, with standard, with regular, with normal, with average. That's that's what they've been accustomed to. So I said, hey, listen, we're going to be that fresh breath of air to combat sports, right? And put together the mighty Trigon. We have to say the mighty because there's nothing on the planet like it. When you look at shapes, you have the square, you have the circle, you have the rectangle, you have the triangle, and a couple others, right? Then you go down to another classifications. You have the nanogon, the helplagon, the pentagon, the octagon. Guess what? You never had a trigon, right? <laughs> so now we got the trigon, you know, and it's the most dominant fighting surface known to man. I mean, listen, Shannon Briggs got inside that thing and he said, Donna, I'm going to get more knockouts. Every professional fighter from MMA you know, that have fought their whole life in the octagon or boxers, you know, they have that trained mind frame, right? They understand how to move. And they all say, yo, you can't bring your bicycle inside this thing. We've all heard the phrase, he bought his bike in the ring, right? That means the guy ran all night. You can't bring it there. You have three equal sides, right? And it's, it's controlled mayhem. You know, that thing tests everything about an athlete. Hand-eye coordination footwork, recovery time, you know what I'm saying? Overall performance, right? It evaluates you, you know, and um, you got to fight. It's the smallest combat surface in all of professional combat sports. And it was developed right out of the backyard, but it's enjoyed by millions of people worldwide. What are the dimensions of the, of the ring? How, how, what are the... It's, it's 21, 21, 21, if I'm not mistaken. Because we have two, so we have the we have the trigon K 
cage that we oh. did MMA in, you know, so forth like that. And we have the ring. But it's 187 degrees from here, bringing it around back to here, you know. And um, I think that, you know, they told me that I was crazy. They said I was nuts. If I ever thought bare knuckle fighting was going to blow up. Well, it was right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> About a couple things. You know what I'm saying? I am crazy. I am nuts because it takes a, a crazy person to do what I did inside the backyard, right? <laughs> but they were wrong. They didn't think that the, that, that, that bare knuckle fighting was not going to blow up. And at the end of the day, keep one thing around. Keep, keep one thing about When Kimbo Slice came on the scene, none of us invented bare knuckle anything. This stuff been around since the dawn of man. Could you envision back in the days cavemen having a quarrel? How did they <laughs> how did they finalize their results with these? You know? Yeah. So it's like we played the innovative role, right? And just like you take this cup, you know, I altered its appearance, you know, I made it more eye-catching and more acceptive towards the people of the 21st century. It was like going fishing with good bait, and I caught the world's attention. Kimbo Slice, I always saluted him and I gave him his flowers, you know, when he was still alive to smell them. And I said, there wouldn't be no dollar 5,000 if it wasn't for Kimbo Slice. And that's and that's for real. But because dollar 5,000 is a creative, collective thinker, right? And I understand that no one can outdo me. I only can outdo myself. I said, and I told him, this, I said, yo, listen, bro, you're going on. That was when he accepted the fight to fight Ray Mercer. And we ended up going out to um, to Boardwalk. He did that in Jersey, right? With CFFA, Cage Fury Fighting Championships. I don't even know if those guys are still around. I told him, I said, listen, you're going here now. Let's keep this thing going, you know? And let's give everybody, regardless of what culture, you know, what ethnicity, you know, what background, you know, let's give anybody who feels they got what it takes to be the Kimbo for their people. They didn't see the vision. They told me that, no, Dada, is not going to work. Now, I had to beg to differ because it worked for you. And if we tweak it a little bit, it'll work for anybody who has the heart. Because heart is something nobody can give you, nobody can teach you, nobody, you can't buy it, nobody can loan it to you. You got to have it, you know? And they told me I was making the biggest mistake of my life. Listen, we got nominated for two Emmys out of the backyard on Telemundo, La Casa Cerrado, right? Um, Rolling Stones, two times. Uh, National Geographic's E60 broke records on that, ratings. Um, ES, I mean, National Geographic's Taboo, US, uh, USA, you know, um, Home Strange Home. ESPN E60 broke records on that too. ESPN The Magazine broke records on that too. So more magazines and ESPN than any other month that year. Got a chance to work with EA Sports, with Arnold Palmer, R.P. to Arnie, you know what I'm saying, Tiger Woods, and, and Lee Trevino, you know, Dogfight on Netflix. Shout out to Billy Corbin, who believed in the project. He came down. Now we're doing Dogfight, revised Dogfight Round 1, and an all-new Dogfight Round 2. You know, Vice Media, you name it, you know, we've done it to the point that it's like, if a person is not a believer yet, what more do they want? You know, but we're only going to the top. And every time we do an event, it's bigger, it's better, it's more elaborate than the last one. 
Yeah, man, there's so much to unpack there. So let's uh, let's start with the hair. When did you start wearing your hair like that? Because I mean, I, you've always had every time I've ever seen you, it's been like that. Yes, I started wearing this haircut roughly around '06, right? Because I was a warrior. So you look at it, it's like the Spartan tradition, right? Almost like the helmets off of 300. Because where I come from and what I was involved in, you had to be cut from a similar cloth, mentally and physically. You know what I'm saying? So we're going into battle. You know, when you talk about these backyard fights, right? But I also understood that I was inspiration to other individuals who was in that backyard. And let me share with you what I'm talking about. You know, everybody was going through a fight. Right. Even if they were not scheduled to fight in the backyard that day, you see people, they got a smile on their face. But guess what? Some people are going through a spiritual fight, an emotional fight, a physical fight with their health, you know, a mental fight. You know, it's like they're going through something. Right. So you'd be surprised how, how far a kind word of encouragement, you know, will go. When they can see you out there doing what you're doing, and when you walk past them, you stop and you ask them, how was your day? Did you enjoy the show? What's wrong with you? You know? And you give them something that can propel them, you know what I'm saying, to finish their day out strong. You know? The backyard was much, much more than a ground for combat. You know, a lot of people, you know, they've come back there and they've enjoyed themselves. They've gotten educated on certain things because you got people back there that actually care. The kids, yo, it was like a special, joyous time. People washing cars on the corners. The DJs playing bounce houses over here. People cooking food over here. People selling merchandise over here. It it, it was entertaining. And we did that for over a decade on the highest levels, you know, and I wouldn't trade that experience for nothing in the world. It was like going, going to school all over again. I learned everything that I need to learn. And that's what helped me, you know, be a force on this level. And I got to say this for everybody that's out there that's doing bare knuckle, anything, don't think that they haven't taken a page out of Dada 5000's playbook or Kimbo's playbook because Kimbo inspired but he had those small contingency groups and making it into an event. You know, you could have come back there and you could have seen a full-pledged event. We even got compared to some of the shows that they was having at the Miami Airlines. You know, we had real tickets, bands that was made from Ticketmasters, linears, you know, that showed you. We had ushers showing people this is where you're sitting. I mean, listen, we gave them that experience in the backyard, one that they would never, ever forget. Just to clear it up for our listeners, the backyard is not a arena. It's not someplace, you know, a standard building. When you say the backyard, tell our listeners what you actually mean. A backyard. (laughs) Hey, listen, you go outside your door, your back door. That's what I'm talking about. If you're in the country, you really know what I'm talking about. Listen, I had makeshift poles that I put inside the ring. Then I put it out the backyard and I drilled holes through them. So it gave me three layers of ropes going around. You know, I put chairs around. I decorated it, altered it, made it popping, you know, and I promoted it. I got a lot of people to come out and I even promoted it to corporate America 
And like I told these guys, I'm like, listen, this may not look like much now, but come this Saturday, you're going to be wild. You're going to be amazed. Just call tomorrow, AAA. It's going to be awesome, amazing, and amusing. And people are going to be coming out here to see you. And I just need you to come out here and do 40%. And I'm going to do 60. I'm not even saying give me 50. Give me 40. I'm going to give you 60 because I'm the referee. I'm the matchmaker. I'm the promoter. I'm the curator. I'm security. I'm some of everything. So even though I did not master none of those, you know, trades, I knew enough, you know, to come out and to be effective, you know, and that was all that mattered at the end of the day, because the people, they left amazed like, yo, Dada, when is the next one? And guess what? We only had a limited amount of chairs. These people were standing in that ring for hours and they they didn't even think about sitting down. It was just that much excitement in the air. You know, we packed, you know what I'm saying, more explosives than a stick of TNT. You know, there's nothing else like it. So That's everybody that you see now, it could be from in the streets. It could be another organization. We were there before this sport was even popular. Like I <laughs> said, Kimbo was there in 05, 06. You know, I kicked off in 07. And we was with the majors, kicking up dust, putting out, you know, content that was enjoyed by millions of people that inspired the brains of everybody that's doing it, emulating it now. And I tell the people, we are the originators. We are the creators, right? Others out there, the imitators, the duplicators. You can copy whatever we do. The only thing you can't copy is respect. You got to earn that. And we did that. So was your guy's slogan, pay for the seat? But you're not even going to need the edge. Just throw the fucking thing out of the way. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, listen, the, the individuals that, that that actually paid for the seats, they didn't even sit in them the whole. You know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, did, did, did a person get up? And now you have other people standing up. And that person could be like six five. He's in the front. <laughs> this guy's five four in the back. So he's literally screwed. You know, so he's looking around. But at the end of the day, everybody had an awesome time. I tell you like this right here, we sent more than 10 guys pro to boxing, to MMA, even to the UFC, you know, to Bellator, to, uh, man, listen, and and this is what made me a threat. Because you had, you had MMA dojos and boxing academies. You've had these, these uh, athletes said, hey, I'm going to cancel my subscription. I'm going to go train. I'm going to fight in Dada's backyard. So you have these athletes, they're doing these amateur fights, but no one is coming to see them of relevancy or importance other than their families. But they know a guy who just fought in the backyard and just got grabbed by Glenn Johnson of G-Force at the time, right? You know, yeah. Gary Shaw, you know, son Jerry, you know, giving a recommendation to certain people that, you know, they seen out there. You know, George Montsville, all these guys have been inside the backyard. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, people anticipated it. People, you know what I'm saying, marveled over it. DVDs that we did, they went to places that you would probably never want to go on planet Earth. So just envision this as an artist mentality, right? You know, I have an album that I'm working on. My albums were the ESPNs, the National Geographics, the Rolling Stones, you know, the Maxims, so forth like that. Like even here, could you see it? Those back yeah. there, 
those are mag those are magazine covers and so forth that I just got laminated, you know, and uh it's crazy because no one has done what we've what we've done, you know. And we're, we're steamrolling now. So now I'm revisiting these partnerships that I that, that I forged in the backyard with ESPN. Like, hey, yo, listen. So the last time we collaborated was in the backyard. And you see everything that we throw it up, it blow it up. Wait till you yeah. get a whiff of what we are doing now. You yeah. know, come out and see what we got up. And I got their ears. So it's just, we only got a couple events this year. So we don't get them to come out because we collaborated with so many, you know, but we're going to definitely, you know, blow the lid off the pot, you know, coming into 2024. We're going to come in hot. Nice. So go, talking about the backyard. So when you first started, like, putting these events together, how – I mean, it wasn't legal, right? So, no. like, how, how did you get around all that? Were, there, were your fighters, like, signing contracts? Like, where – like, what all went into the process of it, you know? Because, I mean, it <laughs> – I've I've seen dogfight. Like I saw I saw how you would set the backyards up, how you would cover everything up with the the big fence and the tarps and all that, so nobody could see what was going on. But I mean, there was such a hype to everything. Like, I mean, how how was how were you getting away with all this? By being confident, <laughs> by being assertive, and coming off with a sheer level of how can I put it righteousness to the point that even with the authorities keep in mind that they've never come close and up and up personal with this before this was always a taboo subject it was always hush hush mums the word underground so when i hit them with it, it was no code it was no statue it was nothing in their rule books that said i couldn't do what i was doing because everybody said it was always underground so they had to figure this thing out, number one. While they're figuring it out, my foot is on the gas. But they also understand that, hey, listen, we had more cops back there than you can imagine. And I would tell individuals, hey, listen, be kind and courteous to the person in the front of you, to the person in the rear, maybe on either side, because you never know who is who. I'm letting them know you got undercovers out there, you know. So it's like for 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 me, they say, hey, listen, yeah. Even if they were even even if they were in uniforms, hey, don't put me on camera. I'm on uniform, right? They knew where everybody was at that time. Then Dada Five Thousands backyard. They had a clean date, no crime going on at that point. You know, yeah. for five to eight hours, you know, everybody and their mom is back there. And yes, I did have waivers, you know, back there. Was it was it illegal? A hundred percent. And when I say a hundred percent, you know, it's like, um. I was not in a zone for that. I was do, I was running a business inside of a residential environment, right? If I would have took it across the highway, not so much, right? But then they would have came back with you charging at the gate. And I said, no, I'm not charging at the gate, you know? I said, hey, listen, I charge 20 bucks, you know, so these guys can see the sunset from this yard. And if you ever see the sunset from this yard, it's spectacular. <laughs> The fights are free. You know, we just charge 20 bucks to see the sun come down at this particular time. You know, so I knew what they could do and what they couldn't do. I've done my research. This was not a this was not a situation for the police. This was a situation for code compliance. Right? That's why every time the police came, they left just as fast as they came. Because this was not their affair. 
I would have been more shaking if cold and compliance, you know, <laughs> came up, you know, and I knew that and they never came up, you know, and we were doing so much good back there. Listen, we was bringing back the president of NBC back there. You know, these fighters, they understood, Hey, listen, that I, I'd been deemed, I've been told that I would never amount to nothing. You know, the only time that I get acknowledged is when I'm, I'm, I, I'm said that I participated in something bad. I don't hardly hear, hey, keep it up. You did a good job. These individuals back there, I put them in a position to transform their lives, you know? And they've heard for the first time in a long time, hey, man, you did a great job. Hey, keep it up. People started to pay them attention that wouldn't have underneath any other circumstances, right? I'm paying, they're paying for their training, this, that, and third. And these guys, you know, were happy. I'm talking, I'm seeing them jogging. They left the streets alone because they seen daylight. You know, they seen a glimmer of hope, you know, and what a small price to pay for a shot at glory. You know, a lot of guys went, more than 10 went, but it was on them to be disciplined enough to stay because they got a look. We've had, we've had hundreds of fights back there, a bunch. And a lot of these guys, they were great. But they probably lack the mental disability. I mean, mental discipline, you know, to be in a position to understand, you know what I'm saying, the opportunity that you got right now. But that's why I came in at. And I brought them from here to here. They couldn't see what was in the back of them, so I had to bring it into the front of them. And then they understood it. And some of them made a 360, you know, and they talk about the backyard today, to this day, like we just done an event back there yesterday. You know, that's the impact that we had. And you mentioned Dogfight Round 1. I seen the trailer of Dogfight Round 2. Dogfight Running was real. It was raw. It was authentic. It was gutter. And I told Billy, I said, man, wow. You know, you telling me that Dogfight 1 was amazing. Yeah. And I'd be the first one to say, I'm not a fan of me. Because I watched it one time. I only watched Dogfight. And it's been out for a while. Since 2015, I probably watched that movie twice in its entirety because I lived it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I lived it. So it's like, even with round, round, round two, I seen my mom, RIP to my mom's sister, RIP to Kimbo Slice, RIP to Miss Janet, one of the ladies who was like, oh, Tazi, Tazi, had We lost a lot of good people, you know? So this is going to be iconic. It's going to be you know, like immortalized, you know, and um, people are going to be able to see their loved ones, you know, in a time, you know, that they were happy, you know, that they didn't have the worries that they had coming down to the latter day, you know. And, um, yeah, I seen that trailer and I was blown. I didn't think nothing could top round, round, round one. But round what? two, I'm going to be honest, I... Even to film another one, which we will, it's like, yo, we got to, it's going to be hard to top dog fight round two. <laughs> so let's talk yeah. about round, let's talk about round two. So round two is moving from the backyard into the Trigon, right? Yes. Because the Tri, did, did you ever establish the Trigon in the backyard or was it only once it became BYB extreme? No, we established it in the backyard. I knew I had something. When we debuted it on National Geographic, I'm about to sing some of the clips. Yo, everybody went to sleep. <laughs> and I was like, why? And that was on national TV. 
you know, and we did it for another, you know, um, publication. And around that time, they was hitting me with the cease and desist. So when they hit me with the cease and desist, I thought they were bluffing. You had high-level officials out there. You had captains. You had lieutenants. You had majors. You had about 12 of them. They came to the door. I ain't see so many bars and stripes. I thought they was a part of the, 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 the Navy or something, but they were law enforcement. And the calls came from up top down to them from the Florida State Boxing Athletic Commission because wow. all of the individuals, the business owners, they wanted me out of the way because they're losing money now. You know, people are canceling their subscriptions to come to the backyard, right? So they're making it, again, this was not an affair for the police. So they're calling the police and the police couldn't do anything. So somebody directed their calls to the, to the state commission. The commission, you know what I'm saying, invoked the, the, um, the assistance of law enforcement because they're the commission, but they don't have no arresting powers. So they had to make rules. They had to put, they had to put stipulations into effect. They had to put statutes and codes into effect. And when they done that, they got in contract with Metro Dade. And officials from the Boxing Commission and high-ranking officials from Metro Dade, they came, knocked on the door, and they served me with a cease and desist letter. And they told me, if you do it again, you're going to be arrested. And I'm just joking with them, just poking holes in them, you know, and just to see if they was real. And I do say I don't come out of my office for nothing or nobody. And yet I'm here. And I looked at him. The other one like, he's serious. <laughs> and he's like, hey, and if you think we're joking, not only is you going to jail, we're going to bring the paddy wagons out. And everybody that's in this yard is going to jail. So I'm like, hey, man, we're too far in. This thing got to go. You guys got to do what you got to do. You know? Yo, so I postponed the event. They thought that it was still on. You had 21 carloads of police and like seven paddy wagons <laughs> lined up for that event. And I was like, yo, they, 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 yeah, they were serious. <laughs> they were serious. So I knew either I'm going to go on the ground because people not put the heat on me. And the only yeah. thing I was doing was changing lives. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't making money back there. But I knew that one day I'm going to be able to elevate and take this thing to where it's at now. But I'm going to help as many people as I can along the way. And for the viewers that's out there, understand what's my motivation because I growed up with a lot of these individuals that I knew for a fact. Some of them could not read. Some of them could not write. Some of them could not comprehend, right? Some of them didn't have a trade, didn't have a high school diploma. You do got, you know what I'm saying, two strikes and you're working on your third. You come from a dysfunctional situation, could be nagging girlfriend, you know, um, unbalanced family, what have you. So you really don't have that many options. So I would rather you in my backyard, right, competing for for cash, plus in the front of individuals that can help you change your life, opposed to waiting inside somebody else's backyard to tie them up and rob them for for, for their hard earned, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um resources and finances when they come home from work because you feel you don't have no other shot. And when people start, people start looking at it like that, it's like, wow, yeah. Listen, while we're back here and we're doing something special, leave these guys alone. Because if you take this away, most of them don't have another alternative but to 
reflect on what I just said. You know? Yeah. And people start to get it. Wow. I never looked at it. I was like, listen, I've been looking at it like that since day one. I knew years ago, you know what I'm saying, that this was going to be where it's at now. People told me, hey, you're taking MMA and, uh, and boxing back 10 years with what you're doing. I was like, wow, listen, I heard it all. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, you don't see it now, and that's not your fault. It's like, he, they, they hate us. I'm like, no, 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 they're not haters. They're just uneducated about what's going on here, you know? But at the end of the day, when, 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 when they couldn't see the trees because of the force. But when they started seeing NBC come back there with those satellite trucks and all that hardware, they started seeing these big promotion companies coming back there. It's like, oh, wow, what the, now the talk starts. And let me tell you something. Word of mouth travels faster than mail. Now people are believing. Now they're starting to see, like, yo, they just filmed this, and a month later they see it on ESPN, and they see them on national TV. Now the people are like, yo, they got national TV back there. Of course. Of course. You know? And at the end of the day, no matter how influential, how impactful, you know, the backyard was, you know, I'm one of the most soulfulest, grounded guys. No matter how many papers I went front page in, I'm still, you know, cool, calm, and collective, talk to everybody, you know, stop, you know, share time, positive words. And I'm just a spokesman for the culture, you know, an ambassador for the movement. You know, that's all I am. And, 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 and for me, to see that we have a structured team over here at BYB. You know, we have the president, Mike Vasquez, you know, part of NASCAR Formula One, you know, started our NASCAR diversity program. You know, he has so many accolades, you know, to his credit as the president, you know. And when I sat down with him, you know, before anybody came on board, it was me and him, you know. And um, shout out to Peppy. Peppy brought me, you know, to him. You know, he's a partner as well. You know, um, he believed because he's seen it. He's seen it in my eyes and he's seen everything that was done. And he knew that coming together, we could do a lot of greater things, you know. And uh, we, we brought on Greg, Gregory Bloom. You know, Gregory Bloom is a decorated, you know what I'm saying, um, entertainment attorney slash CEO slash many, many other things. Um, Hall of Fame, a matchmaker, Mel Venezuela, you know, Mike Goldberg from the UFC. You know, got him on board, two-time boxing champion. Pauli Maginali got him on um, board. You know, um, uh, Claudio Torres. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Claudio Torres. You know, um, Hispanic, you know, boxing um, commentator extraordinaire. You know, when you look at it, the list goes on and on. Benny Ricardo, Dave Ryan, Al Bernstein. Um, wow. Well, I, I better stop before I, before I get somebody. <laughs> you know, Big Mo. You know, um, yeah, that dude's—he's a great announcer. That guy, man. Yeah, that dude's good. Don, you know, with social media, you know, so yeah. we got a team. We put together a team of superpowers that didn't come just for a chance. They came because they believe. You know what I'm saying? And now the wheels are turning from city to city, state to state, out of the country, overseas. You know, from London to Dubai, and this upcoming year, we're going to hit about five or six more countries, you know? 
So it's like no one can outdo us but ourselves, and we're going to keep raising the bar, and we're signing fighters every day, you know, and uh, it's wonderful, man. It's wonderful. Awesome. So let's talk about the Athletic Commission a little bit. You mentioned them them coming to your house to hand the cease and desist. Is there a, is there a like worldwide rule book for bare knuckle boxing? Because yes. it's so new. What? what well, what, I mean, what, not. I mean, not new. We talked talked about it as the first. What, what form is of a new fighting, sport? hundred percent. It's, it's a new sport with old world tradition. Again, this stuff been around since the Roman Coliseum days when they used to duke it out to the king, duke it out to the death for the satisfaction, satisfaction and the enjoyment for the kings and queens and the noble citizens, right? right? So it's like now the ABC has picked it up. So keep in mind, you know, it was never an MMA commission for um, for MMA. It was it was only a boxing commission. So when MMA became legal, legal, right? Mm-hmm. Boxing, the boxing commission had to start, you know, to oversee the MMA as well, right? And now the boxing commission oversees boxing, MMA, bare knuckle, kickboxing, all of that stuff. So those guys have that work, you know, shot, uh, cut out for them. Shout out to Tom Shipman over here, you know, in uh, in Florida. And um, now that the ABC has come on board, we used to have seven championship rounds. Now we have six. Right. So they came on board. They, they, you know, they made some adjustments. So stuff like that. And, you know, we're opening up states I, this time next year out of 52 states will be in at least 40. Nice. Awesome. So I've heard you say before, uh, in your opinion, you think bare knuckle boxing is safer than boxing with gloves, right? hundred percent. Keep in mind, the gloves are designed to protect my hands not my opponent's face. When you look at copy box punch stat numbers, right? We're talking about one fight. We're not talking about multiple fights over a year, let alone a career. You have more than seven to 900 punches that are capable of being thrown in a 12-round boxing match. 300 jabs, you know, uh, 15 overhands, you know, uh, 300 body shots, right? You know, that's a lot of hits. Especially when you get these guys out there that's headhunting. When you look at CTE, when you look at, you know, a lot of these guys like no offense to Reddick Bow and, you know, Holyfield, um, you see their speech is starting to slow up and stuff like that. That's because your brain is inside um, a bowl of fluids like kinetic tissues, and when you get hit, it's slammed into the firewall, which triggers the concussion. And you see now, even in the NFL, everybody's so big on the concussions. So it's like the gloves are designed to protect my hands, not my opponent's face. So in boxing, they put the wrap on. You guys know what I'm talking about. They put yeah. a hard cast on them before they even put. You can punch forever. You can punch forever. So at the end of the day, you know, it's like boxing is a dangerous sport. More people have died in boxing, got their life changed in boxing more than MMA. But people have also died in MMA, you know. Bare knuckle, you know, is a gentleman's sport because an incorrect punch, your night is over. 
You know, boxing is a sweet science. You got to really pick your shots in bare knuckle. You know, it's a safer sport. Less, lesser punches. Inside of a bare knuckle fight, you may have, and that's if a person is really working, may have 100 punches thrown over a course of going the distance. Yeah. Five, six rounds, right? It's easy to get cut, but not blunt force. Because remember, we've touched boxing gloves. That stuff is like raw cowhide, yeah. right? So when you get a person that not just know how to punch, but they know where to punch, and they know how to turn that over on your skin, it's ripping you. Every hit is ripping you, you know? And you're just constantly getting hit, you know? And a lot of folks don't don't recover from that. You know, uh, Josh Dempsey, the son, of, the grandson of the great Jack Dempsey, you know, he told me, he was like, daughter, I remember the punt that, that changed my life. You can't play boxing, can't play MMA, you can't play bare knuckle. This is the hurt business, you know, this is the hurt with, business. With BYB, so they're, it's true bare knuckle, right? Their, their knuckles are exposed. The only tape that they put on is behind their knuckles. Red or blue. Red, red or blue, if they want some stability for their wrist, but not so much now because, again, the ABC changed that. Okay. No wrist wraps. You can have a, a strip of tape coming around here, and the other tape is red or blue, depending on your corner. Okay. How many days in between fights uh, is it that a, that a, that a fighter is allowed uh, between fights? So, because again, because the ABC has come in, if a fighter gets knocked out, they're not fighting or training for, for, for 30 days. We're doing a fight every month. We're in some city, some state, some part of the world, right? If a fighter was explosive, right? Like we had um, one fighter, he fought in Pembroke Pines. He came right back and fought in Mississippi. He didn't take any damage. Okay. So, you know, if, if but but our, our pool <laughs> our pool goes so far. So it's like if a fighter gets hurt, you know, of course he got to heal up. But if a fighter is exciting, you know, and they come out, get a quick knockout, they were entertaining, they have that option. It's not necessary, it's not mandatory. Cause we have a plethora of athletes. But if they say, hey. I'm ready to go. I want that guy. I'm going to do him the same way. And he's healthy. He's got a clean bill of health. Then that goes underneath consideration. Nice. Male heard- considerate. And um, if all the boxes are checked off, then you just may see that fight. Look at it like this. Monica Medina just beat Patty Suarez in Mississippi. Monica feels like she, she got robbed a year ago in Mississippi. Right? And they're fighting for the third time, right? Nice. World War Three, you know, at Mile High, you know, in Denver on December nice. the second. Awesome. Going back to the the bare knuckle being safer, I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people say that if football players went back to the leather helmets, that it would also reduce concussions in the NFL in football because they wouldn't be using their heads as much as they are now with the, if they weren't, if they weren't protected as much with the leather helmets, they wouldn't be using their heads as much, you know, like as a battering ram. A hundred percent. Because listen, even a kid, 
you know, they see fire, they're like, no, no, hot, hot. They know, you know. <laughs> and when you look at when, when you look at the sport back then, it was lesser injuries. Guys were healthier, right? So the rules changed when they wanted more excitement. So now we're going to put face masks on. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. So now you can use more of your body. So now you're not going to think smart. You're going to play harder. Think this, play harder, right? For the people of the gore, you know? So now that you guys are risking all the health and the safety of these players, you know, you can't lead in with your helmet. You can't do this so you're 100% right. So now, you know, they're like, yo, listen, you know, the rumors, the talks is, is coming up. Like, let's go back. We're probably a long way from that, but yeah. it makes it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Um, you you brushed over this earlier, working with Arnold Palmer and, and Tiger Woods. Talk about that. What was that all what was that all about? Wow, that was great. Um we collaborate on the EA Sports commercial. You know, you and your uh, fans and followers can check it out. It's Tiger Woods, The Rumble. You been playing a lot at home or no? Hit a few balls once in a while. That's about all. Hey, I've been looking for you two. Hand over the trophies and no one gets hurt. You mean these or this one? All of them. That's not going to happen. Omaha Fred? That's what I was thinking. Because I got a chance, you know, to uh, do some of the choreography and, you know, um, the dialogue inside of that thing, man. And it was almost like we pulled the page right out of the backyard because we put Tiger, Lee, and Arnie in a position that they were never shown. Inside of a light, they were never shown, right? So they were actually fighting off to save their trophies from these thugs that came and they was like, you know, hey, we want the trophies. And Tiger was like, you want this? You know, and Arnie was like, you want these? And he had three, four trophies underneath each arm. And that dude looked at his partners. He was like, we want all of them. So Tiger was like, that's not going to happen. You see Arnie cracking his hands. And it was real. It was raw and it was authentic to the point that, you know, they they, they, they sold a million video games in, in a week, you know. And I said to myself, wow. That's when I understood that people deal with those that earn for them, you know. And, of course, I, I started in it myself. That's something that nobody can take away. You know, like, man, I, I got something that's, that's immortalized in history forever. You know, man, working with Arnold Palmer, working with Tiger Woods, Lee Trevino, and all of us, you know, 
um, still remained in in communication. You know, to this day, man, I still, you know, Arnold Palmer's um, VP, Corey Britt, man, we talked at least a few times. You know, um, I reached out to Tiger, you know, once he had his his accident, you know, and the same thing, got all those guys' contacts, man. So, you know, amazing to the point that it's like, if if it wasn't for what brought us there, you know, I wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to, to communicate with those guys in depth how I did, you know, to, 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 to build friendships. I got invited to the Doral open. I got invited to the Arnold Palmer, you know, um, Bay Hill Inventational. That's when I became the number one golfer again, after his, his outside of the course problems, you know, he became the number one and I got invited to the masters, you know, that year. So, I mean, listen, I've met a lot of cool folks, Got a chance to work with Akon, you know. Um, wow, who else? You know, name it, man. Rick Ross, you know, uh, so many celebrities, man. Don King, you know, um, Sugar Ray Leonard, you name it. You know, I'm connected, connected with everybody. That's awesome, man. Ray, what do you have for Donna? Let's see here. If you could pick one celebrity to fight, why would it be Tom Cruise? <laughs> who, would, who would you actually pick? Oh, wow. You know, um, you know, Shaq is my guy. And Shaq came out to one of our events and Shaq said, you know, Donna 5000, blah, 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 get ready for Shaquille <laughs> the Gorilla, right? And be surprised as it may, you know, um, the majority of the people out there, you know, It'll be an honor to be inside the ring with anybody, you know, uh, celebrity, not celebrity, you know, um, put it like this. You're going to be a superhero that night. Superman has the, the triangle shape, right? When you look at everything of, of speculation, curiosity, amusement, you know, the triangle has always, you know what I'm saying, embodied you know what I'm saying? Everything that I just stated. People are still trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying? One of the eight wonders of the world, the pyramid, right? Triangle. Bermuda. Yeah. Tri- the Bermuda Triangle. Basketball. Triangle offense. You know, love triangle. Look on the back of your money. Triangle. When you talk about the triangle, it clicks on a switch and it gets people excited. So anybody that gets inside there, man, they're going to show you a side of them that they didn't even know they had. But to go back to your question, um, I, the, 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 we, we're probably out to catch Bigfoot, you know what I'm saying, or or, or, or Godzilla if they exist, you know, to put inside them. Because I'm 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 on ten right now, you know, and I am planning, you know, um, a comeback, and we're gonna blow it out of the water, man. We're gonna have every publication, every promotion, you know, that we work with in the backyard. They're already like Dada, give us the go. So, you know, I'm training every day, you know, a couple hours a day, you know, and uh feels good. You know, I came down from 320 to like 295. Shout out to Josh from Fit to Go Mills, you know, down here in Doral, you know, and um, it's going to be a short netted office for whoever's on the opposite side of that Trigon. So uh, since the Trigon is smaller and we used to say they brought their bike, can we start saying they brought their unicycle? 
I, it may be a possibility that they could get a unicycle in there. And that's only if they're a midget. Because we start off closer than any other combat sport on the planet. Okay. Right? So it's like, this is the triangle, right? So your foot is here. Your foot is here. My foot is here. The referee is here. Right? So it's like, ready, ready, go. If I launch out at you, either you're going to engage, you're going to retreat, you're going to parry out, but either way it goes, if I'm the aggressor, you don't have eyes in the back of your head. Remember, you have the triangle. I'm trying to navigate you into one of those corners. That's what that's what you call the fourth man in the ring. And you get trapped inside one of them, you know, it's going to be a short night at the office, for real. Especially if someone is in the front of you that knows what they're doing. They have a vicious jab. Or that high ring IQ. Yeah, man, it's it's exciting to watch. Uh, I love it. I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, please tell everyone where they can find these the next uh, upcoming events, October and December, and where they can watch them. Uh, all your plugs, all that stuff. Awesome. So listen up, ladies and gentlemen. It's the big homie Dada Five Thousand. You're now rocking with the best. This is a great interview. And I'm going to plug you guys in how you can stay tuned. A lot of individuals, they say, hey, follow me here. I'm not going to say follow us. We're inviting you guys on a journey, a journey of epic proportion. It's entertaining. It's something that you have to experience. And when I say that, I truly mean it. This is a roller coaster ride that's action-packed, full of thrills and chills. Follow BYB Extreme on all social media platforms, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Subscribe to the BYB Extreme YouTube channel, right? Same thing for Dada 5000. You want to see the vintage? You want to see where we come from, how we evolve? Subscribe to the real Dada 5000 YouTube channel, right? Follow, invite you on a journey <laughs> that you could be connected. At the real Dada Five Thousand on Instagram, on Twitter, and Defear Harris, you know, on Facebook, and you can watch all of our fights all over the world on Bing Sports Network. You can also watch all of our previous fights, individuals and in their entirety, on BYB Extreme. YouTube channel. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be giving away some awesome stuff. You know, um, we're putting together some awesome raffles, you know, that's coming with the purchase of uh, a ticket. You know, you're going to win some very cool stuff coming up. Big prizes, nice prizes that you can't put inside your car. You got to make preparations for those prizes to get back <laughs> home with you, you know. And um, again, you know, we do this for the people, you know. And, and before we close out, you know, I just said, you know, with the fear Harris. That's 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 my real name, right? A lot of people they could not pronounce the fear, so I said Dara, right? Now the five thousand is because again, light years ahead of my time. People couldn't connect with the backyard because they could not, they could not, it didn't register. I was doing this on such a high level eighteen years ago. It was ahead of its time. Now you got all these other programs coming up, and it's like, whoa, this is the best thing since I spread. It's like, no, 
We've been doing that. That's why I ask them, you know, to subscribe to the real data 5,000. And when you say 5,000, we're just in 2023, I'm still 2,977 light years, you know, ahead of my time and ahead of the game, you know, and it's been a pleasure talking with you gentlemen. The next fight is going to be a Rock Hill, South Carolina at the Rock Hill Sports and Event Center. And you can get your tickets, go to BYBTickets.com, or you can watch it, you know, on BN Sports Network. And the last event of the year is going to be in Denver. And that's going to be BYB 22, you know, and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be explosive. We got three title, three world titles on that thing, you know. And uh, look, I reached out to the people. I said, hey, listen, is there anywhere possible? that we can get seatbelts attached to these chairs because that's the only way we're going to keep it down. <laughs> now I'm telling you, this thing is a riot. We're going to put on a, t- we're going to put on a, a clinic in the mighty trigon. And I tell people, I say every fight will be a finish. Nothing in October or December is going to go to distance. And when it comes to bare knuckles, thank BYB extreme because the world knows we make the weekends. Hell yeah, man. Dada, thank you so much, man, for your time. This has been awesome, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, man. And I'll be in touch with you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother.